welcome everybody to another episode of Life Talk with uh, Jesse Meester and Cameron Crew this time again. Um, you uh, requested it. It was a very, very talked about, uh, controversial pod- podcast, if you will. Um, I'm really glad for all your comments on my Instagram page, on the DM and the email. And here we are. Here we're sitting again. I truly appreciated the conversation we had on, on a very professional level, um, addressing point of views from both sides. And that's something that I truly appreciate, especially the women that are listening, which is the majority of the listeners till this point still. And uh, we do want to say that we appreciate you and thank you for tuning in again. Um, Cameron, thank you very much for your time. Um, I know you're tuning in uh, late now or early from Vegas mm-hmm. after a long night. Welcome back. Indeed. And again, thank you, Jesse, uh, for bringing me back on, but also for being willing to meet me late. I know it's late your time, early in the day, my time. I went out last night, had a bit too much fun, but I'm here. We're going to have a good episode. And to all of your listeners, <clears throat> I appreciate y'all requesting me to come back. Um, and I really appreciate you, Jesse, for having a platform where we can have these kind of dialogues, where there's going to be differences in opinion between men and women, right? So, but the discussion is good. So I'm looking forward to it. Amazing, man. We're going to dive right into it. I have a question here from, uh, from Mark. Uh, he said, I tried to get a question in last time, didn't, wasn't able to. Uh, he asked, how do I set boundaries when I date or in a relationship with a woman? Um, because often they see it as disrespect or you get a raft back. How do I set those boundaries without losing her? Right. So I don't know exactly what he's doing, but I would say this. The most important thing you need to understand is that in a relationship, and this goes for men and women, by the way, you finish how you start. So if you get into a relationship where you accept another person behaving in a way that doesn't meet your standards, then you're validating the behavior and it's going to continue and probably deepen in the future. So for women, if you want a guy who is going to be committed, loyal, and like wants a serious relationship, monogamy, but you meet him out at the club and you see that he's talking to a bunch of girls and you know he does this all the time, you can't expect that to change. So the first thing is when you get into a relationship, you have to choose someone who has the same agenda that you want. And you have to choose someone who is the kind of person you want to be with. A lot of people, and I think I kind of alluded to this last time we spoke, a lot of people, they get into a relationship solely based on attraction. I like this person. And then they try to make the relationship work and it doesn't work like that. You have to see past your emotions and understand who you're dealing with if you really want a successful relationship that you're going to be happy with. Wow. That's deep. I'm, th- I'm thinking about it as well from my perspective, like, yeah, how do I set those boundaries? I think it's extremely important and actually a really good question because I think that a lot of times when I, when I look around um, and I see friends that are just being let um, on in the relationship, they have no authority. And that's mm-hmm. usually, correct me if I'm wrong, Cameron, um, but it's usually because early in the relationship, you didn't set those boundaries. You didn't yep. say, these are my non-negotiables. These are my negotiables. Mm-hmm. Let's find a middle ground on those ones, right? But we all step into certain things that are non-negotiables. And there's always going to be things. There's always going to be those little things where like, hey, you know what? We need to talk about this. 
I think very, very different, especially if you deal with someone from another country. I'm mm. dealing with that myself, right? Um, so I think it's it's a very, very important thing to do. Have that conversation, sit around it. You can't figure it out in the beginning and don't proceed. Save yourself the headache. So right now, one of my good friends is dealing with it too. He's not setting those boundaries. He's being led on. He's desperate. He's, he's mm-hmm. energy yep. is down. Everything is down because he's not respected. And what is the number one thing? To be respected as a man. Mm-hmm. If you're not respected, then, then you have no authority. Am I yeah. Right? Yeah, man. No, no, you're right. You're right. Let me add to it too. So yeah. I look, kind of look at it in two stages. So what I was just saying was basically you have to find someone who has the core that you're looking for. Because again, you can't change someone. A person has to want to change themselves, but you can't be the person to change them. So if you find someone who has the right core, the right character, personality, the right value system, the right belief system, the right worldviews, then you can get into a relationship. Now, what you were speaking about was like basically communication. Like here's my must-haves and things I will not accept. And that you have to do. But you can only do that with someone when you have the cores matching. Now, when it comes to setting boundaries, if I had to give like really specific advice, I, I would say you have to know what end goal you're working towards in the relationship. Because you should set boundaries that are tailored towards where you're trying to go. So if your boundary is that you don't want to be with a woman who's messaging other guys or liking other guys' photos, or if you want to be with a woman who works out, eats healthy, because you know you want to have a healthy family and kids with her at some point in the future. So you kind of have to reverse engineer it. The problem is with both men and women today is people don't know what they want. So they go out dating, they meet someone that they happen to be attracted to, and everything is like serendipity. So you end up in a relationship with someone just by chance. And then you try to make it work, but you don't know what your agenda is. You never screen them for their agenda. And then you're going back and forth trying to make this like half-assed thing work. It's like, let me give you a parallel example. You would never start a business without like a long-term plan in mind and without knowing exactly what you're trying to accomplish, knowing what your weaknesses are, knowing what your strengths are and knowing who your customer is going to be because this is going to be something you're, you're going to invest heavily into. Relationships, I would say, in my opinion, are more important than business because they're for life. If you have kids with someone, you're literally attached for life. You can dissolve a company, but you can't do anything about the fact that you now have a baby mama who you're not compatible with, right? So I think people should approach relationships with knowing who you are, knowing what you're looking for, and then knowing how to screen and qualify a right fit partner. Love that. And I, I want to say one more thing about that as well. Like, there's always going to be things that, you know, you don't align with. Yeah. Um, that, that's why I think in the beginning, it's very important to know, like, what are your non-negotiables? Messaging mm-hmm. other guys, oh, it's non-negotiable. It's not okay. You know, we're, we're committed. That's not, I'm not even going to discuss that. Funny enough, you'd think that this is a normal, like, you know, thing. Like, it's like mm. However, in this society today, it's like almost normal to message other people while you're in a committed relationship and kind of like 100%. do this emotional cheating. It's kind of like normalized. 
like like weird i know but like we are actually weird for thinking that it's that it's not normal right now um yeah so a great great answer man appreciate you uh cameron thank you for um for addressing that um let me see another yeah well, here's another question um and what do you think about long distance relationships and do you think they're sustainable for sure so relationships or, or communication in general they say is like what 98 nonverbal. it's all about the vibe it's all about the body language and the intangibles that you're experiencing when you're actually in front of someone so to me you can't get to know someone long distance just like you can't get to know someone over Instagram direct messages or over or Tinder messages. If you've been just having conversation threads with someone for months and you're asking them questions, giving them your life story, they're giving you their fucking biography, like you know each other in theory, but when you meet, it's gonna be different because you don't know that person's vibe. You don't know how they kind of move and shake when they're not speaking and being calculated, by the way, because whenever you're communicating um, over text, you're thinking about everything you're saying. Like, it's not spontaneous in the moment. If I sit in front of someone and ask you a question, looking at you in the eyes, I'm going to get a feel for how authentic you're really being, right? So long distance can work. I actually met my current woman. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. She lives in Dallas, or she used to live in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. She came into my DMs because she was looking for business and self-development advice. I started giving it to her, but what happens is when a man gives a woman advice, she starts looking at him as a leadership figure and becomes attracted. So she wanted to be with me. She moved out here, long story short. But that only worked when she came out here to visit me several times and we got to know each other actually in person. So if you're going to make something long distance work, um, get to know each other. But you have to set times where you're going to go have experiences with each other in person. If y'all live in different cities, do like a, a little co-vacation go to another city or go to a city that neither of you have been to before. And now you have a unique novel shared experience, right? And do that consistently. The problem is a lot of people can't afford to do that, but if you can, great, do it consistently. And I would say the last thing I'm gonna leave this with is if you're gonna be long distance, make it take time. Like don't get super invested under, in under a year, I would say, because you're long distance. So it's truly going to take you longer to get to know that person because you have less time actually you know, spent with each other. So go into it slowly, be smart, and plan time to see each other and see where it goes. But if that was a man asking the question, my real answer would be you need to learn how to go meet women in person. You should not. It's kind of weird to me that like your options are so scarce that you're asking me, like, how do I hook up with this girl? that's in Croatia, you know what I mean? And I'm in Texas, like that's weird. So just go to your local coffee shop, grocery store, lounge and say hi to a woman. Well, you know what's funny? A lot of my American friends, they say, and not just that, but like also my Dutch friends, they, they came to visit me here in Marbella. And they're like, I wanna meet women here. I'm like, bro, you, you don't live here though. Like, are you gonna move here? But they're right. like, I don't mm. wanna date American women. I don't wanna date Dutch mm. women. I'm tired of them. I can't be with them. So that that changed. Um, like I, I, that, that's an interesting perspective. Because then, 
you're onto something because then you're looking consciously abroad. And then the question is, okay, why is that? Is it, is it really about American women? Mm-hmm. I think partially true. Let's, let's be honest here. I dated American women. I dated Dutch women. I dated women all over the world. There's, there are significant differences in culture, in the way they approach you. You cannot compare an Asian woman to a, to a Latin to women. You know, you Yo, not to cut you off. Can you actually like that was going to be my question for you because you've been all over the world. I hear people say that a lot to you. Like, truly, what is the difference between an American woman and a European woman versus a woman from like South America and maybe the Eastern Hemisphere? Well, I'm not going to say American, Eastern or European. Okay. I'm going to say specifically to country because if okay. I go to Germany, which is the, the neighboring country of the Netherlands, it's already different you know of course you know we're all the western culture mm-hmm. you think when before i moved to the when i moved to the u.s I've, i came to the u.s like thinking oh it's going to be the same it's like you know similar western culture ideology it's completely different mm-hmm. you know by the way i, I love america I've, I've been all over the place there and that's why i decided to be there for a long time however it is different people are more expressive more loud more um out there um, it's more extravagant, you know, mm-hmm. um, whereas in the Netherlands, as an example, where I'm from, it's more like, uh, we have a saying, just do normal. You're already crazy enough. It's like, you know, people mm-hmm. are more like stoic and humble and be like, okay, they're more in the background. The America is completely different. So, um, yeah, a- anyway, so basically when it comes to women, you, you have to ask me specifically, okay. America versus Croatia or America versus uh, Netherlands, right? Um, a bit, an example that I can, can give you is that what, what in, in my personal experience, the friends, not just for me, but the friends that have been with Asian women, they've been the most submissive. They've been the mm-hmm. most uh, caring and loving in all their relationships. This has been a consistent uh, factor that I've been seeing, you know, and, and, and I'm like, wow, what, what, why is that? Why can't, I, why can't they be successful with their American spouse or their European spouse? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that, so that's, there's something in there that tells, that needs to teach us something, right? For maybe for men and women, it needs to teach us something. Maybe we should look at our relationship dynamic and maybe we should even look at our masculine and feminine energy and how mm-hmm. we resource and, and profoundly build a relationship together. Because a lot of times right now, we look at female-led relationships mm-hmm. or unconsciously. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if it works for you, awesome. Does it work long-term? I doubt it. The man still needs to be the protector from his instinctive psychological needs. He wants to take care of you. He wants to love you and, and, and you know make sure you're okay. If a man has no say, if a man is not being respected, if a man is walked over, a man becomes miserable. Am I wrong, Cameron? Absolutely not, man. You know, a lot of people bring up the question of there being double standards when it comes to leadership and relationships. And a lot of women today want partnership, right? You hear that word a lot, partnership. They want co-leadership, co-decision-making and everything. 
there's a fundamental difference that we really have to acknowledge. In general, when a man has a woman who he claims to be his woman, he is assuming responsibility for her well-being. So if we get into a dangerous situation, it's kind of the norm that the man should risk his life to protect the life of his woman. The it's not true in reverse. Like a woman is not expected to jump in front of a bullet for a man ever. Like women in general in society are not expected to go to war to defend the country. They say, save the women and children. Men, you sacrifice yourself, you know? Amen. And, and in a relationship, if I'm going to be the provider and protector, psychologically, I'm, I'm kind of taking you and placing you under me, if that makes sense. So there is a, a dependence that I'm kind of putting on the woman, right? It's not expected that if a man is down bad financially, that his woman is going to go work two or three jobs to make sure they have enough income for the family, right? That, that expectation is on the men. Now, are there a lot of single mothers who do that? For sure. But that's not what the assumption is when we become adults and you go into the relationship place. Like your men aren't expecting to like just have abs and like meet a woman who makes a lot of money that's going to take care of him. That's weird, right? Like, but women are, it's a norm where women can just look pretty, take care of their dress, have the right mannerisms and meet a capable man who will take care of her for the rest of her life. And that's not looked at as weird. And it should be that way. So I think the problem kind of is this, which is that a lot of, so, so in our society, I feel like men made it where women had to be dependent on them in order to keep the women in their life. So they made it where women couldn't have a job, she can't own land, she can't vote, she can't be a part of the economy and the society really. So I think what happened is women started rebelling against that controlling relationship dynamic. And now they're like, well, they equate a man leading them to being ran over and being mistreated and stuff like that. And we got to be honest about men, right? Like man to man. A lot of men do do that. Like a lot of guys are really whack. A lot of guys are thirsty. They do not have abundance with women. So when they get a woman, they have to really clinch and hold on. And that creates a lot of toxic behaviors coming from the man. So they force the woman into the relationship. And if she wants to leave, he'll go to the point of sabotaging her possibility of leaving so that she has to stay. So I think women are right in saying that there are a lot of toxic men who demonstrate those behaviors, but men who aren't toxic, and usually the successful men are the men who are not toxic, if we're being honest, because to be successful means that you usually have to develop yourself, you have to develop the ability to be a leader, and you have to develop people skills to do with other people in healthy ways to be constructive. So... When I say I want a woman who is going to be a, my housewife, like my woman is a housewife, like she doesn't work. You know, she does, she brings everything to the house that I don't bring. Like I bring in the resources. I bring in the protection. I bring in the leadership. But what I don't, where I lack as a man is I lack in the nurturing qualities. I'm not as compassionate as my woman. I'm a lot harder. She's soft. 
I'm not patient. You know what I mean? Like I want, I'm like a red energy person. So like when I want to do some shit, I want to do it like now. I can't raise a kid in the same love that my woman can. So we're equals in the relationship. We just bring different things. It is a yin and a yang. I love that. I was, while you, while you were um, talking about that, I was thinking if, if I know any successful female-led relationships. Right. <laughs> I, can't, I can't name one, to be honest with you. I, I am, and we touched on this before, um, in, in, in the BDSM sphere. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Therefore, like maybe, you know, it can work, but does that, is that sustainable though for the long term? Until there's some kind of contract and like complete um, dedication and, and, and slavery from the man that completely enjoys it. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if, if instinctively that can work. Um, I want to clarify something though. You said in a relationship, you place the woman under you. I I know what you mean with that, mm-hmm. but let let's clarify that um, just to avoid any misunderstandings. Yeah, absolutely. Look, and I was going to make a controversial statement, so I'll, I'll segue into it. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, what I mean, and I don't, I don't mean it like the woman is inferior to me. So like, let me say that. If I'm leading my troops in a battle and I'm the sergeant, my troops are under me. You know what I mean? I'm acknowledging and assuming responsibility for what's about to happen. And that means I have to be in a position where I'm telling y'all what to do. I'm not looking to y'all for direction because I'm supposed to be the one with the superior knowledge of how to navigate this battle. And life is like that. So I would say for the men, first of all, if you want to be a leader, you have to develop yourself into a leader. Now, you'll know you're a leader because women will basically come after you and submit to you and try to follow you. And they'll usually verbally make it known that like, I love how you look at the world. I love how intelligent you are. I love that you're successful. And I want to be with you. Like That's what my woman did for me, right? So if you have to chase a woman down, that's a clear indication she doesn't view you as a leader, right? So if you do get her, you're probably going to become really controlling because ultimately she's going to want to leave anyway. Now, the controversial statement that I was going to make, I put out a video on TikTok. Uh, It did a lot of views. And basically I was giving a guy advice. So, so he came to me and his problem was he's in a relationship where he's dissatisfied because he's with a career woman. They both make around 200K US dollars, but he's not satisfied because his woman wants partnership and he just wants to be the leader in the relationship. So you got to look at it like this. He spent his entire life studying hard in school, going to university, building his career, being stoic, putting off, pleasures in life so he could finally arrive at this place where he can take care of a woman and a family. If he wanted a relationship with a co-boss, like a co-CEO, he, I mean, this is kind of controversial in itself. He could have just been with one of the men he was around while he was developing himself through his career. A man isn't looking for masculine qualities in his romantic, intimate life for the most part, unless he's feminine. So I've never said in a video, I don't think women should have careers. I've never said that I think women should be financially codependent on a man. But there's a reality. 
where if you do decide to be a career woman, you have to realize that does make you develop more of your masculine traits. While you're still feminine, it makes you develop those masculine traits. And polarity, so I use the term, you have to, you have, to have your complementary opposite. So the more masculine a man is, the more feminine the woman has to be for that to actually work with no conflicts. Because if he's super masculine, he's gonna want domination. And what I mean by domination, because I know people are gonna have a problem with that word too. I just mean, he wants to be the one who's responsible and in charge of the leadership. And wow. he's gonna want a woman. Yeah. So this is interesting. I'm gonna tap into here real quick. Yeah. So my hypothesis is that if, if you are in life, in your career, in an attacking life, very dominant, mm-hmm. masculine traits, therefore, you aspire to have the opposite sometimes, to, yep. have, to be able to let go of the control, to be able to let go of the power and let your woman take over. What do you think about that? So if a man is super directed in his life, when he goes home, he wants to be able to relax and not have to be in control? Yeah. I, so I will say this, I will say this. I think for sure, when I get home after a long drudgerous day of hard work, you know, negotiating with people in meetings, having to be pushy and assertive, I definitely want to go home and not experience that with my woman. So in a, in a way I am going home and letting her run the house. You won't let her dominate you. I'm running our life, but she's running the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I come home and I'm under her program. Like you come home and you're like, "Oh, baby, let like come here and dominate the fuck out of me." That's not right. Yeah, that's not what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. She's taking care of the food. Yeah. yeah. If if we want to go out, even I mean, I'll plan it, but like I will go with her flow, like whatever she feels. Yeah, I'm not unnecessarily controlling at home at all. Like I'm, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. No, that's good. Yeah, no, it's, it's just like, I, so this is my perspective as well. Like for me, it's important that if, you, if you're with a woman and mm-hmm. she, she does certain things that you completely disagree with, you can say, listen, I really don't like this. I, you know, it's not my vibe. I would never say, this is me, right? Mm. I would never say, you can't do this. Mm. This is why I, I'll never ever be controlling. I just look at you and the decisions you make and who you are as an observer. So if you if you go to the club and you be drinking and hang out with your girls, do your thing. All power mm-hmm. me, but you're not for me. So I'm just going to witness that and distance myself from, yep. from that situation. So you know what I mean? Like this is an important thing. And when, when you are stoic, in your relationship and you approach it as an observer and really look into it like this is her that's that's okay but like it's not for me it's not what i want you know and then you can also develop like more more um like stronger characteristics about yourself and attract the right person into your life you feel me 100 percent, man yeah i say the game is all about being able to see reality as clearly as possible and being, be, being able to respond to it appropriately. So that's what you're saying. You're yeah. just becoming more stoic and more observant and you're understanding the kind of person in front of you. And that's how people should be. Most people project their desires of, the, of what they want onto the other person. So both men and women are guilty in many cases 
of projecting qualities onto their partner that don't even exist. And they tune out things that they should be observing as red flags or warning signals, but they're just not seeing it. They're projecting. And then in their mind, they have this whole fantasy and delusion about the person that they're actually with. And then whenever they're forced to address something they don't like, that's when the toxic behavior comes. Like whenever they can't be in a situation where they can just pretend it didn't happen, that's when the toxicity comes out. So I love what you said too. And that's really deep for, especially for men to internalize is that why would you ever want a woman to do something that she doesn't want to do? Like if she doesn't want to be at home, taking care of your home, taking care of your child, preparing food, why would you even want to be with her? Like, let her be free and let her do what she wants to do. If you want to go to the club this weekend, oh, cool. Now, when you text me Monday, I'm not responding to you, right? <laughs> it's over, but I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to try. I want you to be yourself, baby. And by, and by the way, because I don't want us to be like, oh, you're not just going to ghost. Of course, you're going to have a conversation, but you're really mm -hmm. like, hey, listen, I'm a different kind of man. I'm, 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 you know, I'm high value. I'm doing my thing. I'm, I'm. You know, I need, I need a different life. I, you know, I just want you to understand with all the respect and all the love for you. And I appreciate who you are, but that just doesn't align with my life right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and it's important to have that conversation, but, but, but stay away from too much emotion into it. Yes. You know, that's a problem that I think yes. we'll get, get so emotional and like, oh, yeah. no, don't just express it. If she understands it, amazing. If she doesn't, move on. Yeah, that, that's what happens when you try to force things. That's when arguments happen and people get loud and heated. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't. If you're at the point where you're raising your voices to each other, this is a bad thing. Like that shouldn't be normal, but it is normal today that people get in arguments and name calling. That's super toxic and unhealthy. Like the relationship is failing at that point. Like maybe it's salvageable, but maybe you should leave, heal, and then go back into a relationship and do it the right way with the communication up front. And like, to your point, of course, yeah, I don't like ghost women unless they just do something like blatantly disrespectful. But I would say this, when I meet a woman, I'm intentional. Like I know what I'm looking for and I know who I am. When I meet a woman in the first two, three times we meet, I'm already laying down the guidelines of who I am, what I expect, what I don't accept. So if we're three months in and you do something I don't approve of, more than likely you already knew. So you're just disregarding it, which is okay, because you don't owe me that. But there's not much conversation to be had at that point for me. You know, if I feel like you truly don't understand, sure, I'll talk. But normally, that's not the case. People know what they do. They just do it anyway. You know, in those situations. Love that, man. Love that. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, the people here, the members of the community are really grateful for, you know, the time that we've gone on. They're asking if we could do a live at one time. 100% sounds good. Uh, would love to do a lot. Actually, this is live, but like on Instagram, I guess that you mean. Um, yeah. Definitely uh, well, TikTok, uh, what have you. Um, definitely something we should do. Uh, I, I, I want to touch on more subjects, uh, a lot more actually. Um, and I also think next time we should do like a, a long, long form podcast. Like we do these 40 minute ones. Mm -hmm. I want one where we just sit well one hour we really tap into some important topics um, because that that's what the people are asking for. So, uh, you know, again, if you, if you have time, we should really tap into a long for one hour podcast 
but we really make sure that we tap into every single thing um, because there's so much to talk about. Uh, we have people here that have relationship problems that are in toxic situations. Uh, is it solvable? Is it that? Like, sorry, guys, we cannot address everything, but mm -hmm. I can promise you that my, my, my friend here, Cameron, uh, makes the time to come on um, and, and will really address as much as he can as well. Um, so super grateful that you're here. Um, and Cameron, hope to see you next time. Absolutely, man. I'm honored to be here. And anytime that you'll have me, I will always be happy to be here. So let me uh, play a soundboard. We just got a new soundboard, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So thank you so much. Uh, see you next week, probably. Absolutely. Awesome. Take care, man. Take care.